0: Higher Power, Readings from King to Believe Our concept of a higher power and God, as we understand Him, afford everyone a nearly unlimited choice of spiritual belief and action. Bill W. Our concepts of a higher power and God, as we understand Him, afford everyone a nearly unlimited choice of spiritual belief and action. This first reading in the book Came to Believe comes to us from Colorado Springs, Colorado. It's called My Friend. I recently made a friend of someone I wish everyone could know. This friend is never too busy to listen to me, my problems, my joys, my sorrows. He gives me the courage to face life squarely and helps me conquer my fears. The counsel I get is always good, for this friend is wise, patient and tolerant. Sometimes they do not heed his advice and then I must ask for and be willing to accept additional advice very humbly and sincerely. Regardless of the mistakes I make, my friend is always there, available to me at any time, day or night. I can talk and he does not interrupt. No matter how I ramble on, sometimes while talking to him i i receive a resolution to my problem other times just by putting my problems into words i see how petty and unimportant it is i feel as if my friend is holding my hand and gently guiding me if i will listen i feel that when i do not listen my friend is hurt but never angry My friend is with me at work or at home, my constant companion wherever I go. He is my higher power as I understand it. He is the God I know. Colorado Springs. Okay, the next one is an atheist journey. That's a long story from Sioux City, Iowa. Here we go. Four members of an AA group are called by a hospital as a last resort. A token gesture to see a man who was nearly hopeless mental and physical state he was due to be committed to the state institution as an incurable alcoholic and almost certainly that would be his final home AA well he decided nothing could be worse than what he was facing so he agreed to listen in one condition He didn't want any of that God stuff. He was a professed atheist, and on that one point, he was clear. He had no intentions of changing, no matter what the consequences. The four men talked. He listened. And when they had finished, he was interested. There was still the big drawback, however. God, if that idea was part of the program, AA was not for him. The four men thought, and then suddenly one of them spoke quietly at first, unsure of how his new approach would be received. He pointed out the plight of the patient, his helplessness, his illness. As he talked, he became more certain that he was taking the right path. He pointed out that he and the other three were sober and had managed to stay that way. They were working. They were happy. Surely this made them stronger than the patient. The patient couldn't argue that point. Well, then, couldn't they be considered a higher power of a sort who possibly could help restore his sanity? Couldn't they be considered as a group of a higher power of a sort who possibly could help restore his sanity? He thought about this, and somewhere deep in the shadowy, confused recess of his mind, there flashed a faint hope. Yes, he told them they could represent his higher power. He could turn his life over to their care. The four men looked at one another. At least it was a place to start, but it was wouldn't be easy. Indeed, it was a long slow process, but gradually the cowwest began to clear. As the patient read more and more about AA, he eagerly looked forward to the visits from his first four friends and from other members of the group who were now coming to see him. Two his body took much longer to heal than his mind, so it was a red-letter day when he was finally able to dress and say goodbye to the hospital and to all the, all the doctors and nurses who had helped restore him to physical health. As he dressed, he kept thinking how different this was from the department he had almost made, departure, to the state institution. His trust, his belief in four men had made it possible, but could he stay sober outside these doors? Well, he'll do it today anyhow. He threw himself into AA work with all the energy he could muster attending several meetings a week. His body still tired, his body tired quickly, but he was never too tired to answer a 12-step call. The memory of his first visit from AA and what it had meant to him would always be clear. One day a call came for him to see someone who needed help. When he arrived, he discovered the fate had indeed dealt him a strange hand. The alcoholic he was visiting was a priest. He played that hand carefully and wisely, for it was a challenge unlike any ever he had ever faced or had ever imagined facing. He who had shunned this man's God must now find exactly the, the right words for communication. He fumbled for a start, and then suddenly it became easy to talk to the priest. This fellow alcoholic, a warm friendship developed between the two, and so it was a special joy when he became the priest's sponsor. They learned much from each other, or perhaps in each case, the knowledge had been there all along, just waiting for the right person to bring it to the surface. In his remaining years this man was called upon many more times to help someone find the way to sobriety. Of these calls two took him to the side of other men of the cloth who needed help. In these cases ministers twice more he was privileged to sponsor men of God by now his God as well. He left this world he left this world after seven years of uninterrupted sobriety, a man of peace with himself and his higher power. His legacy is the same as that left by AAs everywhere, the world over, more valuable than any earthly riches. It is a living legacy embodied in the men and women he has helped and in the alcoholics to whom they in turn have extended a hand. Syek City, Iowa. The only reality is our next article. I'm so tired of wandering around in my dreams, yet my eye keeps driving me back to them. For me, the only way out of it is through God. He is the only reality there is, and everything else must start from Him. A, A. Internationalist As I give thanks to God for my wandering mind, my only reality is God. I habitually form this task of thanking God and getting a hold of my thinking. <clears throat> okay, reason for or conscience. This is from um, Gulawayo, Rhodesia. Ro- 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 reason or conscience. <clears throat> when I first heard the advice, listen to God, I looked around to see who was present. People who listened to voices were, I suppose, kept in some places at the expense of the state. Since I was already in one of those places, I figured that if I tried listening and someone in authority was watching me, I would not have a snowball's hope in the other place of ever getting out. Then one day came, I did try listening to God and found that He had been talking to me for some time about those checks I had cashed knowing that they would bounce, about those rotten lies I had told, about some relationship I would not have wanted made into a movie, about the selfishness of my ways and the grievous hurt I had inflicted on my friends and relatives. That's right, God talked to me through my conscience. Of course, when I was knocking off the hooch in a manner calculated to create an acute shortage of the stuff, A higher power does not exist for me. And the old conscience had a very thin time. When I came to believe, my conscience reasserted itself and now egged on my consciousness. I am endeavoring to make amends for all my wrongdoings in the past, as step nine suggests. Reason, or common sense if you prefer, is another method of finding out the will of God. But I prefer to rely on my conscience. During my drinking days, my reason told me that I was jeopardizing my health, my job, my bank balance, and a host of other things. Where'd this ordinary human reason get me? It got me two slips of paper, one from my boss saying that he thought he could manage without my services, the other from the bank manager, reminding me that, although he had lots of money, he thought I had had more than my fair share of it. My reason brought me to a mental and physical breakdown, which led me to the spell in an institution. Human wisdom had failed. I, indeed, I needed a wisdom greater, far greater than my own. This I found when I found a higher power in my conscience. All I have to do now is assemble all the facts as I see them and let him mold them to a conclusion. All I have to do now is assemble all the facts as I see them and let him mold them to a conclusion. The conclusion at which I arrive is that God's power is shown through results. How many more how many times have we followed a course of actions on faith alone and then told ourselves when when results verify the rightness of our action that we must be psychic Psychic nonsense. Have you ever been of two or more minds when trying to arrive at a decision and then suddenly found something quite circumstantial popping up to show you the way? I have. And to me, this is just one more item to be added to the long list of God's accomplishments. For me, guidance. I do not have to be guided to shave each morning nor to have a bath, however occasionally, nor can I rely on supernatural intervention to help me slosh a golf ball the way it ought to be sloshed. But I have been guided to know that I must make amends for the grief and worry I I visit on my loved ones during the dark days. When in all humility I try to pass our message on to other less fortunate alcoholics, I know that the plan of the higher power comes to us through the medium of people. To us alcoholics, this does not mean common or garden people, but special people such as other alcoholics. And I am guided to include among the people whom, from whom I might receive guidance and to whom I must demonstrate the life of my consciousness or higher power. Those who marry me, love me, befriend me, and stuck by me, as others stuck by other alcoholics. It matters not whether reason or conscience showed me the way. I came to believe in a power greater than myself, and that has been my salvation. Bula, Wayo Rhodesia. Amen. Our next article comes to us from Lakewood, Ohio. Inner Voice long before nagging and pressures from others concerning my excessive use of alcohol made any impression on me the nagging voice of conscience my own inner voice of truth and right appraised me of the irrevocable fact that i had lost control of alcohol that i was powerless i know now that the inner voice was god as i understand him speaking for As I had been taught from earliest memories and as AA has emphasized God or good emanates from within each of us. Amen. Next article is called Faith in People. This is from New York, New York. My parents gave me a faith that in later years I lost. No, it was not a religious faith. Though I was exposed to the teaching of two sects, neither was forced upon me. I simply drifted away through boredom, and my fragile, superficial belief in God vanished as soon as I tried thinking about it. It was a faith in people that my parents gave me, both by loving me and by respecting me as an individual. Entitled to make my own choices. This love I accepted and returned unquestioningly as a, as a fact of nature. Out in the world of my own, I still had a feeling of being under benevolent protection. My immediate bosses or bo- of both sexes seemed to regard me as kindly as school teachers had. Oddly, my good fortune sometimes annoyed me. What is this? I asked myself. Do I arouse the maternal impulse? For there was inside me an element of war within, with my faith in people. It was a furious, stiff-necked pride and argue for total independence. With, with, with my contemporaries, I was always painfully shy, and even then I interpreted this handicap correctly as a symptom of egotism. And fear that others would not agree with my own high evaluation of myself. That valuation certainly did not include a picture of myself as a drunk. Often I suspect that pride kills as many alcoholics as liquor does. I could very easily have done one of the victims. I could have very easily been one of the victims. Uh, because my reaction to fast progression alcoholism was chiefly a frantic effort to hide it. Ask for help, what an idea. The day came when my pride was squashed, flat, temporarily, and I did call for help. I call on people, strangers, but my pride, expanding as help return, blocked my first two approaches to AA. During this interlude, non-alcoholic friends helped me too unasked. After one more failure to regain my skill as a social drinker, I was convinced and I began my AA membership in earnest. Fortunately, I joined a group that devotes its closed meetings to step discussions. Most of the members had had their own concept of a personal God. The atmosphere of faith surrounding me was so marked that I thought at times I was on the point of joining in it. I never did, and yet I found the steps revealing new depths of meaning with each discussion. Step 2, the power greater than ourselves meant AA, but not just the members I knew, it meant all of us, everywhere, sharing a concern for each other and thereby creating a spiritual resource stronger than any one of us could provide. Another woman in my group believed that the souls of dead alcoholics, including those of times before AA, contributed to this fountainhead of goodwill. The thought was so beautiful that I wish I could believe it too. At first, step three was simply the way I felt on no no hangover mornings of early sobriety. Sitting by my window on days that always seemed sunny having no immediate prospect of employment, and feeling perfectly happy and confident anyhow. Then the step became a cheerful acceptance of my place in the world. I had no idea who or what is running the show, but I know I'm not. And I could also see step three as a good attitude, an effective approach to life. If I am swimming in salt water and I panic and start trashing around and fighting it, it will drown me. But if I relax and have faith in it, it will hold me afloat. Though step four does not mention a higher power, to me the word moral carried an implication of sin, which in my book translate as an offense against God. So I regarded the inventory instead as an attempt to an honest description of my character. On the red side went qualities that tended to hurt people by trying to live in the world rather than escaping from it, by trying to open myself up to other people rather than withdraw from them. I hope that this contact with my fellow human beings would somehow rub off the sharp, hurtful corners of my personality. Steps six and seven. I am not sure that I was consciously working the steps, but they were surely working on me. In about the fourth year of sobriety, a trivial incident suddenly made me realize that my old boogaboo of shyness had disappeared. I feel at home in the world, I said to myself in astonishment. Now, some ten years later, I still do. In the, in the whole measure of my life, the benefits of the AA experience had far outweighed the damages of active alcoholism. What was it that overcame my pride for the moment and made me reachable. The best answer I can find is what my father used to call the life force. He was an old-fashioned family doctor and has seen that force springing up or failing many times. It is in all of us, I believe. It animates all living things. It keeps the galaxies wheeling. The salt water metaphor applied to step three was not chosen by accident, for to me the ocean is a symbol of this force. I come close to step 11 when I can contemplate an unbroken horizon from the deck of a ship. I am cut down to size. I feel serenely that I am a small part of something vast and unknowable. But isn't the ocean rather a cold symbol? Yes. Do I think that it's an eye is on the minnow? That it is concerned about my individual faith? Would I talk to it? No. Once near the end of my drinking, I did address these words to something non-human. In the darkness before morning, I got out of bed, knelt, folded my hands, and said, Please help me. Then I shrugged it, I shrugged and said, who am I talking to, and got back into bed. When I realized that incident to one of my sponsors, when I related that incident to one of my sponsors, she said, but he did answer your prayer. That may be, but I do not feel it. I didn't argue with her, nor do I attack the mystery with pure logic now. If you could prove to me logically that there is a personal God, and I don't think you can, I still would not be inclined to talk to a presence I couldn't feel. If I could prove to you logically that there is no God and I know I can't, your true faith would not be shaken. In other words, matters of faith lie entirely outside the realm of reason. Is there anything beyond the realm of human reason? Yes, I believe there is something. In the meantime, here we are all together I mean all of us people, not just alcoholics. We need each other, New York, New York. Conversation. I believe that the AA program is simply the will of God being put to practical everyday use. And I think that the spiritual awakening is the realization that God will help the individual if the individual is completely honest in his efforts. If God were to enter my prison cell for a brief talk, our conversation might be as follows. God says, I had my eye on you for a long time and I'm glad that you're finally trying to help yourself. Myself, I'm trying hard but truthfully I am scared. God says, you keep trying and listen to the people that I have working for me in AA and heed their advice. I have to leave now, for I have a busy itinerary, but if you need me, I will always be near. Walpoon, Wisconsin. Our next article comes from Denin, New Mexico. It says, God is good. The title of it, God is good. Before AA, I could not or would not admit I was wrong. My pride would not let me, and yet I was ashamed of me. Caught in this conflict, I banished God from my life because I felt He asked me to adhere to a behavior pattern too high for a man of my human frailty. Somehow I believed that there could be no forgiveness for any failure, that God required me to be all good the moral of the story of the prodigal son eluded me. Since I thought trying was not enough, I stopped trying. That made me feel guilty for a while. Alcohol blotted out the guilt. Then, alcohol became the greatest cause of my guilt. I had to be beaten to a pulp. Physically, mentally, and emotionally became backed bankrupt in all facets of my being, therefore I could give up my pride and admit defeat. Unfortunately, admitting was not sufficient. My situation got worse until I had to surrender completely. From the depths of my hell, I called out, "Oh God, help me, and he did, led me to a place where I could find a way out of the maze and then sent me a group of people to lead the way. I know now it took some time for my guys to get me to talk to God through prayer. Before then, I used the fellowship of AA and the people in it as my higher power. They were real, compassionate, and understanding. They, and Then they made me feel welcome, but my distorted sense of justice told me there was no reason for God to forgive me. So I still felt ashamed and guilty when his name was mentioned. When I gave up completely and accepted the nature of my disease, as well as the full meaning of the first step, I had to have something bigger to tie to. The fellowship as a higher power just was not enough. I still use AA as a reminder that God exists, but I do not use it in place of God. So out of need, I came to believe. To go along with this step-seated belief in God, to go along with this deep-seated belief in God, I have developed an enormous faith in God. He is good. My understanding is that everything He sends my way is for my benefit. But the growth of this understanding has taken time, as well as a relinquishing of my resistance to change. I needed the trials and tribulations I have had. So that I could surrender and give up give up self. Only in complete acceptance of the utter defeat of my pride and ego could I begin to win. I am against goals which can be attained. People do not get married and live happily ever after. I could not dry out and live in utopia. Each day God gives us gives us new challenge. God gives us a new challenge every day. Sometimes it is prosperity, sometimes adversity. Prosperity can lead to complacency, adversity, self-pity. Either one of these reactions is a luxury I cannot afford. I do not always fully accept my adversities as good while I am going through them. But the mere fact that I am now able to write these words proves the logic in my faith that God is good. It is strictly my opinion based on my experience that one becomes richer in spirit as one grows in spirit. The more I accept God, the more He gives me. As I become more appreciative to the benefits received, I try harder to show my appreciation. My capacity to be content with life as it is, has greatly increased. Therefore, as time goes on, I become more able to be at peace with my fellow man, with God, and within myself. Deming, New Mexico. Our next article comes to us from Kenton on the Sea, South Africa. I was born in Anglican Church of England. I was born in Anglican. Church of England, and the following crops up in one of those in our services, perhaps it's in the service of other denominations also. Therefore, with angels and archangels and the whole company of heaven, we love and glorify thy name. Since I have no knowledge of heaven or the company kept there, whenever I repeat these passages of praise, I substitute the words and the whole company of Alcoholic Anonymous. Being an A.A. loner, I have felt very out of things and on my own, but I do believe in the power of collective thought, whether for good or evil. Thus, I believe that the collective thought of the body of Alcoholics Anonymous throughout the world must have some effect on alcoholics, whether they are aware of it or not. Canton on the Sea, South Africa. Our next article is called Guiding Presence and comes to us from... Grand Island, Nebraska. In my early boyhood, reciting Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep and learning to sing Jesus Loves Me were part of my everyday life, attending Sunday school and then church became an accepted one day a week activity. How much these things affected my life as a small boy, I really don't know. But at any time when I experienced fear or trouble, I always turned to live to a live adult for comfort and reassurance. No doubt some of these childhood teachings remained with me through the years, even after I came to depend on the bottle instead, to comfort in times of trouble and for answers to my problems. But with increasing dependence on the bottle and the anguish, heartache, and loneliness that went with it, there seemed to be a sharp and total decline in all spiritual beliefs and feelings. I became a human paradox. In desperation, I would cry to God to help me out out of this terrible mess. In the next breath, I would damn Him for not helping me. On occasion, I would expound at great length to others that I was an atheist and did not believe there was a God. If there was, how could He let one of his own creations suffered so much and lived in the hell that I was living in. Each day became so painful that at last I turned, as a small, terrified child, to a living, sober, sane adult for comfort and help. He took me to a place where I had vowed I would never go—a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous. When the meeting was opened with a moment of silence, I wonder why, but I was impressed. At the close of the meeting, I was shocked when they stood and began to repeat the Lord's Prayer. I tried to join them, though I had long ago forgotten the words, and again I was impressed. In spite of having been thoroughly integrated a few hours earlier, I returned home feeling good. I seemed to understand that here at last was the hope and help I had been searching for. I fell into a deep, peaceful sleep that night while trying to recall the words of the Lord's Prayer. That first day, and for some weeks following, I had the comforting feeling of never being alone. During every minute of every day, this good, strong, guiding presence seemed to be always with me. I couldn't see it, yet it was there. Never once I did tell anyone of this experience. Never once did I tell anyone of this experience I was having. For I was convinced they would say that it was but a figment of my imagination, and that if I would just bear with it, my sanity would return in time. I wasn't so sure myself that there might be not there might not be something wrong with my mind. Even so, I was delighted with what was happening to me, and I wanted to continue. If this was a sign of insanity, I thought, let me remain forever in this grasp. One day, I suddenly realized that this great invisible something or someone who was no longer by my side, I felt momentarily lonely until I reasoned that this someone greater than myself had decided it was now time for me to face the new realities of a new life. But should I need some help along the way, I felt that he would always be close by as a small child who crosses the street alone for the first time knows that his mother is watching from his window. When through these personal experience I came to believe that the divine architect had laid out a master plan that included me in my own small way. I found that I had a certain degree of sustaining hope to cope with everyday living in a sane and confident manner, Grand Island, Nebraska. Our next article is from Marysville, Ohio, a living part of AA. God is a living part of AA. I feel His presence each time I look into the concerned eyes around me. His greatest commandment is, love thy neighbor as thyself. This seems to me to be the entire purpose of AA. This seems to me to be the entire purpose of AA, Marysville, Ohio. Thank you very much for listening to this reading. As I came to believe, published first in 1973 by AA World Services. Reason or conscience When I first heard the advice, listen to God, I looked around to see who was present. People who listened to voices were, I suppose, kept in some places at the expense of the state. Since I was already in one of those places, I figured that if I tried listening and someone in authority was watching me, I would not have a snowball's hope in the other place of ever getting out. Then one day I did try listening to God and found that He had been talking to me for some time about those checks I had cashed, knowing that they would bounce, about those rotten lies I had told, about some relationships I would not have wanted made into a movie, about the selfishness of my ways and the grievous hurts I had inflicted on my friends and relatives. That's right, God talked to me through my conscience. Of course, when I was knocking off the hooch in a manner calculated to create an acute shortage of the stuff, a higher power just did not exist for me, and the old conscience had a very thin time. When I came to believe, my consciousness reasserted itself, and now, edged on by my conscience, I am endeavoring to make amends for all my wrongdoings in the past, as Step 9 suggests. Reason, or common sense if you prefer, is another method of finding out the will of God, but I prefer to rely on my consciousness. During my drinking days, my reason told me that I was jeopardizing my health, my job, my bank balance, and a host of other things. Where does this ordinary human reason get me? It got me two slips of paper, one from my boss saying that he thought he could manage without my services, the other from my bank manager reminding me that although he had lots of money, he thought I had had more than my fair share of it. My reason brought me to the mental and physical breakdown, to a mental and physical breakdown, which led me to the spell to that spell in an institution. Human wisdom had failed. I needed a wisdom greater, far greater than my own. This I found when I found a higher power in my consciousness. All I have to do now is assemble all the facts as I see them and let him mold them to a conclusion. The conclusion at which I arrive is that God's power is shown through results. How many times have we followed a course of action on faith alone and then told ourselves, when results verifying the rightness of our action, that we must be psychic? Psychic nonsense. Have you ever been of two or more minds when trying to arrive at a decision and then suddenly found something quite circumstantial popping up to show you the way? I have. And to me, this is just one more item to be added to the long list of God's accomplishments for me guidance I do not have to I do not have to be guided to shave each morning, to dress nor to have a bath, however occasionally, nor can I rely on supernatural intervention to help me slosh a golf ball the way it ought to be sloshed. But I have been guided to know that I must make amends for the grief and worry I visited on my loved ones during the dark days, when in all humility I try to pass our message on to other less fortunate alcoholics. I know that the plan of the higher power comes to us through the medium of people. To us alcoholics this does not mean common or garden people, but special people such as other alcoholics. And I am guided to include among the people from whom I might receive guidance and to whom I must demonstrate the life of my consciousness or higher power. Those who marry me, love me, befriend me, and stuck by me as others stuck by other alcoholics. It matters now whether reason or conscience showed me the way. I came to believe in a power greater than myself, and that has been my salvation." This one has come to us from Bulawayo, Rhodesia. Welcome to today's podcast, June 1st. I'm Fernando. I am an alcoholic. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. Please, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Stay. That's what Las Vegas AA meetings they'll end with. Stay. Let's go ahead and say the Our Father uh, right now so I can get into a spiritual uh, connection more. One more. Here we go. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And what we're going to do today is read June 1st, 24 hour little book. AA reflections and my sponsor Solomon, who wrote to me 3,500 years ago, his 30 verses of uh, of advice and how to keep my head above board. So here we go. <clears throat> Thank you for coming in with me, June first. AA thought for the day: <laughs> Some things I do not miss since becoming dry. The overall awful feeling, physically, including the shakes. A splitting headache, pains in my arms and legs, blurry eyes, fluttering stomach, droopy shoulders, weak knees, and a flushed complexion. Also fancying my loved ones at breakfast. Also composing the alibi and sticking to it. Also trying to shave or put on makeup with a shaky hand. Also opening up my wallet to find it empty. I don't miss these things, do I? Meditation for the day. We were born with a spark of the divine within us. It had been all but smothered by the life we were living. That celestial fire has to be tended and fed so that it will grow eventually into a real desire to live the right way. By trying to do the will of God, we grow more and more in the new way of life. By thinking of God, praying to Him, and having communion with Him, you gradually grow more like Him. The way of your transformation from the material to the spiritual is the way of divine companionship. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may tend the spark of the divine within me so that it will grow. I pray that it may gradually transform from the old life to the new life. Amen. I'm Fernando alcoholic. I may add to the, uh, when I woke up, that I didn't know where I live that I can see knives and guns and so forth the night before and I can see death I can see getting close to too many cars too many freeways I can see death I can stop now I can stop shaking in my hands and delirium and added to that I can stop getting cases on top of that and and destroying relationships. Amen. So I'm good where I'm at. I thank you for this reading today. Uh, this now, I'm turned around the other way. We're headed into the light. by tr- We're trying to do the will of God. And when I mess up, I said, I thank God I'm trying. I thank God I messed up. I go a little further. I thank God I'm a misfit. Woo-hoo. And the misfit just keeps throwing frisbees to heaven in prayer over and over and over again they know who we are they know our smallest needs they know god knows the angel knows the holy spirit knows jesus knows your god knows our higher power is aware of every little small thing and my higher power tells me to pray and learn how to successfully pray which i don't really know I don't know i asked god it doesn't seem to work god and then god says well you ain't praying long enough you know you're not even praying 10 minutes it's where you can connect and get that peace you know all kinds of ghosts start to scramble in my head when i start praying does that happen to you all kinds of ghosts start to fly these emotions and everything say, hey I'm praying the man of God is in the house and all these ghosts start to sputter like a bunch of cats out the window. Believe me, folks, there are evil spirits out there. They won't want to leave this house. So whatever way, we got to keep fighting and pushing them out. That's my understanding of the spiritual realm. Another thing, let's go ahead and move on to today's daily reflection so I won't keep you too long here. I have to bring it up on my electronic pad here. I'll find it. There we go. Thank you, God, for the electronic pad. And they give us daily reflection for free. Isn't that cool? AA.org. June 1st, a change outlook. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 84. When I was drinking, my attitude was totally selfish, totally self-centered. My pleasure and my comfort came first. Now that I am sober, self-seeking has started to, to slip away. My whole attitude towards life and other people is changing for me. The first A in our name stands for attitude. My attitude is changed by the second A in our name, which stands for action. Attitude and action. By working the steps, attending meetings, and carrying the message, I can be restored to sanity. Action is the magic word with a positive, helpful attitude and regular AA action. I can stay sober and help others to achieve sobriety. My attitude now is that I am willing to go to any length to stay sober. Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful words of life amen it was brought to my attention fernando alcoholic by a date of mine and we kept going out eating and she said boy you're so self-centered you know every every statement that came out was a self-centered when i went to aa every statement that came out was a lie i was habitually liar a thief can anyone relate Beautiful, beautiful program. Okay, reading today my uh, sponsor, which he wrote letters to me to keep my head above board. I want to thank my sponsor. That was uh, King Solomon. You can actually, he's actually taking recruits, guys. King Solomon is taking recruits. All you got to do is um, meditate and contemplate his suggestions he's got a lot of suggestions okay he's actually he's got once he's got uh, a dozen suggestions every day of the week of the month today june 1st is suggestion chapter number 1 the purpose of a proverb king solomon says these are the proverbs of solomon david's son king of israel The purpose of these Proverbs is to teach people wisdom and discipline and to help them understand wise sayings. Through these Proverbs, people will receive instruction in discipline, good conduct, and doing what is right, just and fair. These Proverbs will make the simple-minded clever. They will give knowledge and purpose to young people. Let those who are wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. Let's take a break for a moment. certainly sounds like a military hospital, I mean, helicopter. Let those who are wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. And let those who understand receive guidance by exploring the depth of meaning in these proverbs, parables, wise sayings, and riddles. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Only fools despise wisdom and discipline. So apparently folks when we have natural fear for God for doing wrong, uh, we're not foolish and we're not despising wisdom and we're disciplining ourselves. Okay, and we all done that. We all been there. When we were kids, you know, we wanted people to live and live properly in abundance and, and love and just wanted everybody to be blessed. That's the fear of the Lord a father's exhortation to acquire wisdom and the purpose for writing down these proverbs was to teach people foundational principles in wisdom discipline and good conduct and in doing what is right just and fair the first step to attaining this kind of wisdom is the hardest trusting and showing reverence respect fear for god this means admitting that we need help and then allowing God to guide and care for us. <clears throat> you know, my God is so, so strong and so powerful. If I thank him for my wrong attitudes, he forgives me and changes me to right attitudes. So he said, you cannot do any wrong, Fernando, as long as you thank me for your problems, your hiccups, your mistakes. You're trying to do good. And we, we are in cahoots. You're good with the creator. And you can feel it and sense it. Okay, verse 10. Listen, excuse me, 8. Listen, my child, to what your father teaches you. Don't neglect your mother's teaching. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and clothe you with honor. Woo-hoo. My child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. They may say, come, join us. Let us pound some beers away and drink some alcohol and act crazy. Let's and Let's hide and kill somebody. Let's ambush the innocent. Let's go piss on them. Let's swallow them alive as the grave swallows its victims. Though they are in the prime of life, they will go down into the pit of death. And the loot we'll get will fill our houses with all kinds of things. Come on, throw in your lot with us. We'll split our loot with you. Don't go along with them, my child. Stay far away from their path. They rush to commit crimes. They hurry to commit murder. When a bird sees a trap being set, it stays away. But not these people. They set an ambush for themselves. They booby trap their own lives. Such is the fate of all who are greedy for gain. It ends up robbing them of life. Now, remember, we're going to run into such as guys that they're, they're cranky, they're uh, malicious, and, and they want you to join their group. And they're, they're actually in a cage. You certainly don't want to go voluntarily in their trappings and close the cage because of their, their ugly doing in the middle of the night. Amen. I sure don't. And I recognize the wisdom of God kicks in and keeps me away from dangerous people, places, things, videos, and uh, violence. Amen. Verse 20. Wisdom shouts in the street. Wisdom shouts in the street. She cries out in the public square. She calls out to the crowds along the main street and to those in front of city hall. You, simpletons, block kids, she cries. How long will you go on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools fight the facts? Come here and listen to me. I'll pour out the spirit of wisdom upon you and make you wise. I called you so often, but you didn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice and rejected the correction I offered you to make you men and women of your word. So I will laugh when you are in trouble. I will mock you when disaster overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when you are engulfed by trouble, and when anguish and distress overwhelms you. I will not answer when they cry for help, even though they anxiously reach. Search for me, they will not find me. For they hated knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord. They rejected my advice and paid no attention when I corrected them. That is why they must eat the bitter fruit of living their own way. They must experience the full terror of the path they have chosen. For they are simpletons who turn away from me to death. They are fools and their own complacency will destroy them. But all who listen to me will live in peace and safety and unafraid amen and that was and let me read this i'm reading to you from the recovery bible so get your bible this one is 25 years old but i don't think they have changed hardly anything on it wisdom is personified here personified holding out to all who would choose to follow her there is no real secret to obtaining wisdom All we have to do is ask for it. If you need wisdom, if you want to know what God wants you to do, ask Him and He will gladly tell you. He will not resent you asking. Unlike experience, which we never get until after we need it, God's wisdom is available to us as soon as we are willing to listen to Him and obey His plans for our lives. Amen. So thank you very much for coming in today's podcast with Fernando. A meeting with Fernando Commando at your service. And I pray for you. May the Lord bless you. May God, your higher power, bless you and keep you and make his face to shine you. And be good to you and keep you in all your ways. And help all your family members. And put some money in your pocket. And, a, and a 25% energy in your step. Amen. Be good to you. God bless you. Thank you for coming to today's podcast, today's meeting. God bless you and give them heaven.